the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. Uh, If you're tuning in and joining us right now, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and with me here in studio, my dear brother, Sam Shamoun, which I am so delighted to... uh, have him uh, all the time with us. Uh, we're praying that uh, the brother will have the time and the ability to join us periodically. Please remember to pray for Sam as he still uh, uh, battles all of these spiritual and other attacks uh, towards him and his ministry. So uh, I'll let him, of course, chime in on that. Uh, today's topic is going to be a little bit unique. Um, I brought it up to your attention a couple of episodes ago, which has to do with the uh, most recent trend of constant persecution, believe it or not, by face, uh, Facebook and social media platforms in general. But Facebook in particular, that seems to be, um, in my view, has been completely sold out to Islamic Sharia or maybe even taken over. I mean, uh, quite frankly, a couple of these outages that took place recently, I will not be surprised if they've been taken over by some Islamic hacker, hackers who actually uh, have been able to manipulate the system. The beauty about all of this is that uh, they are making our case, our ministry, even the more stronger. And I bring it up because uh, Facebook has been on a mission lately uh, to block our message. When I say our, I'm talking about myself, about Sam, and about David Wood, and uh, I believe even uh, Christian Prince, to name a few. So with that says, I am going to basically turn it over to Sam, and we will have an interaction about all of this to bring to your attention, uh, first, the importance of what we do, second of all, why it is needed for you to partner with us in a variety of ways to help us out spread the message, and thirdly, Uh, We want to find ways to combat uh, this uh, theme and this disturbing behavior. With that said, Sam, uh, welcome, brother, and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me, and I just want to glorify and magnify the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for teaching the Father to fill us with the Spirit, to speak truth for the glory of Jesus, without compromise, without fear, without shame. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. Have your way with us in Jesus' name. Well, Amen. as you as you alluded to, it just started, I think, over a month ago, and, and I guess you probably already shared it with your audience that there's actually a Muslim group on Facebook, <clears throat> a group of Muslims gathered together with the <clears throat> sole intention of getting our videos and our posts banned by Facebook, and they they're quite successful. It seems like you know, Facebook is actually working for them, because it first started with a three-day ban with me. I was blocked for three days, 
And then within a few days after that, they banned me for seven days. Two days after that, I'm now currently undergoing a 30-day ban where I cannot post, I cannot comment, I cannot like anything for 30 days. And I suspect if this trend continues, that by the time the 30 days is over, they're going to find an excuse to ban me permanently. This is why David drew it out of frustration. <clears throat> and if people want to watch the video, I recommend going to David Wood's YouTube page, Act 17, Apologetic. He did a video where he's discussing what Facebook is doing, this witch hunt of Christians and conservatives who do not yes. share the same socialist, fascist values of Facebook. It's a witch hunt. And he mentions it, and then he deletes his Facebook account, which is unfortunate. That's you know, right. I, and I, uh, I just want to point to people, brother, that I did post it on my Sierra account. And I have a couple of uh, dear uh, brothers who have their accounts also circulated around. And he did mention you and did mention me as examples as well. Right. Yes. Yeah, so what I did was I started an alternate Facebook account. Uh, I go by the name Ben Malik, but I said this, this is run by Sam Schoen. Ben Malik is simply the word for son of the king. Even though in Arabic it's Ibn Malik, I chose Ben because of Ben is easy to remember, but also Ben is the Hebrew word for son. <clears throat> so now I'm posting that because um, if we don't have a platform to share our material, our videos, then we won't be able to reach as many people for the glory of Jesus Christ. We won't be able to strengthen as many Christians worldwide or even get Muslims an opportunity to hear the other side, the side of truth. So as you notice, if they keep banning us, we're going to have to find alternate platforms by the grace of Jesus Christ until... And unless the time comes where all social platforms, media platforms, will just ban Christians altogether. And I see that happening. I see that. I said that a while back. I'm not a prophet. But you can see the trends and you see the patterns. I said this and I'm going to repeat it again. It is quite obvious the way the West is going is becoming more anti-Christian. And anything that opposes Christ, the West is all for. So if homosexuality opposes Christ, they're pro-homosexuality. If the, the issue of gender, where you can't call a male a male or a female a female anymore, if that's something that opposes Christ, then they're going to be for it all the way. Anything that is against Jesus Christ, against his word, it seems the West is taking on full force, almost tempting God and saying, bring it on. Like they're defying God to his face to say, bring it on. What do you got? Bring it on. So if this keeps going, brother, we're going to end up spending some quality time in jail because it's going to be a crime to mention Jesus Christ as the only hope of salvation, the only Savior for dying in an erring world, and we shouldn't be surprised. Our Amen. Lord Jesus himself said, right, in, John, in the Gospel of John, in John 15, verses 18 to 19, he said to the disciples, if the world loves me, it will love you. But if the world hates me, it will hate you. So basically the Lord is saying that the same response he got the same reaction he got from the world, which is still under the influence of Satan. And what was his reaction? Uh, what was the response he got? Not only was he rejected, he was beaten to a bloody pulp. He was whipped to the point of death, crucified, hanging naked on a cross and killed. That's how the world responded to Jesus Christ. Why should we expect any better treatment? If this is how they treated the master of the household, then what do you expect? How are they going to treat his servants? So it's coming, but it's going to—it's sh shocking to people that it's coming in the West because people identify, especially America, with Christianity. You know, supposedly our founding fathers based their legislation, the laws, the government on 
quote-unquote Judeo-Christian values. Well, that's a thing of the past, because as you can see, in America, the hostility and hatred towards those who love Jesus Christ and love His Word. So it's coming, and brother, just be prepared. This tribulation that's going to come is going to separate the men from the boys, the women from the girls, because then we're going to know whether we are truly of the Lord Jesus, truly in love with Him, truly filled by the Spirit, if we stand and are willing to suffer for His glory. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that I stand for the glory of Christ. But it's coming, brother. It's happening. Amen. Amen. And it's, it's, it really uh, surprises me, uh, as you stated, Sam, uh, and rightfully so, uh, that many in America act like it's a surprise that such a thing is taking place. I mean, I don't know really where people are uh, living lately because uh, it's everywhere around us that there has been a very clear trend, as you said. Stated. In fact, I remember when I was preaching about these things back in early 2000s, but churches were looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, you know, I can see it, you know, and uh, it's it's just uh, uh, never ceases to amaze me. Now, Sam, you know, obviously, like you stated, brother, we will not bow down and we will not be uh, cowed yeah, into uh, avoiding sharing the truth. You know what? He who is in us is greater than the one in the world. And we'll keep Amen. going and until he himself tells us. Otherwise, now we want to uh, paint a picture to uh, you know our audience as to why Muslims revert to lies, for instance, as David, by the way, mentioned a couple of times in his video that they make up lies and claims against yeah. what we do. For instance, you're blocked for nudity. <laughs> I mean, what a laughable thing! I was blocked for harassment. I mean, what harassment? I mean, we're sharing a message, and uh, the list can go on and on. Uh, just we want to tell them why. Who is the model for uh, yeah. uh, silence and their critics? Of course, we know it's Muhammad because we, follow, we find in the Islamic sources, not Christian sources, not Jewish sources, not anti-Islamic literature, in the primary sources of Islam, and the primary sources of Islam, and most non-Muslims may not know this, obviously the Quran is the primary source, but it tells us very little about the life of Muhammad. Anyone picking up the Quran, there are only four explicit references to Muhammad by name. Muhammad, the name Muhammad only appears four times. Every other time, when it's addressing the recipient of the Quran, it'll say, say, or it says, O Prophet. But you have to infer that the recipient is Muhammad. In other words, when it says, O Prophet, how do you know that's Muhammad? It doesn't say it's Muhammad. Well, because we're assuming that the traditional understanding of the composition of the Quran is right, that the Quran came through the medium of Muhammad. So <clears throat> you cannot really sketch out a life of Muhammad based on the Quran. So you have to go to what we would consider to be secondary sources, but for the Muslims, our primary sources, the Hadith literature, the Sirah. And when you look at the life of Muhammad, it's quite clear. <clears throat> Muhammad was a bandit. He was a robber. He was a murderer. He was a thief. He was a liar, a cheater, a schemer, a conniver, a rapist, pedophile, you name it. And this, again, is not politically correct to say it. But everything I said, you and I can fully document and have documented from the primary sources of Islam. Now, Absolutely. how did Muhammad treat his critics? How did Muhammad treat his critics? Now, before I get to that, when you say, why, why would Muslims lie? Well, because their model is not just Muhammad. It's also Allah, their God. Because in chapter 3, verse 40, 54 of the Quran, I'm sorry, and we've mentioned this, but we're creatures of repetition. We have to repeat something over and over again. And so, by the grace of God, it becomes second nature, and we can then use it. Chapter 3, verse 54, it says that Allah, the best of all deceivers. 
Allah describes himself as not just a deceiver, but as the best deceiver of them all. So you have a group of deceivers, and no one can deceive like Allah. Allah is the best at deception. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I mean, to describe indeed. <laughs> God, right? To describe God, who's supposed to be the quintessence of holiness and purity and virtue, truth and love, as the best deceivers of them all, is clear proof that the Muslim God is not the true God revealed in the person of Jesus Christ, because that's an apt description of faith. We are told in John 8, 44, that the devil is a liar and a murderer. Notice the two qualities that permeate the life of Muhammad and his followers. A liar and a murderer. And what was Muhammad? A liar and a murderer. So were his followers till this present day. In fact, as we see, <clears throat> people are, are fully aware that all over the world, Christians are being killed by Muslims. Churches are being attacked by Muslims, right? Because this is the spirit that filled Muhammad, the spirit that says he's the best deceiver of them all. Now, coming back to what the Hadith says, in Bukhari Muslim, Muhammad said, war is deceit. When you're at war, you have to use deceit. War is deceit, khidah. Now, I don't know if you have the Quran on you. Do you have the Quran with you, brother? I will try to pull it up. Uh, I've been trying for a while. Don't but... worry about it. it but uh, go ahead, tell me, tell me which yeah, verse you want me to go to. Yeah, chapter 4, verse 142, because then I want to show in the life of Muhammad how he treated his critics. When people lampooned him in poetry, didn't take weapons to attack him, didn't threaten to kill him physically, just mocked him in poetry, what did he do to those individuals? But the verse that I have in mind is chapter 4, verse 142. There it says, they thought that they could deceive Allah, but Allah deceived them. So Allah out-deceives everyone. And Muhammad said, war is deceit. Now, when you think of warfare as a non-Muslim, you're thinking military expedition, where you take up arms, weapons, tanks, jets, and you attack the country. Well, according to the Quran in chapter 9, verse 12, chapter 9, verse 12, and chapter 9, verse 32, chapter 9, verse 32, you don't need to turn there, I'm just going to give the references, and chapter 60, verse 2, Criticizing Islam, questioning Muhammad, criticizing the Quran, opposing Muhammad's legislation is considered warfare. Now, you know this. So I want the non-Muslims to understand the mindset of the Muslims. When I attack Islam, or I criticize Muhammad, or oppose Muhammad's legislation, Islamically speaking, I am now declaring war against Allah and his messenger. I'm spreading mischief. That's also in Surah 5, chapter 5, verse 33. Those who wage war against Allah and his messenger or spread mischief, mischief. You can actually look at the, the, the definition, Fakhsat, and the Muslims tell you the way you spread mischief is not so much attacking physically, but questioning Muhammad, questioning his prophet, questioning his sanity, questioning that's spreading mischief in Muslim land. If you do that, then the Muslims have a right to crucify you, right, or banish you from the land, or chop off your hands and feet of opposite sides. That's the punishment. So, again, the non-Muslim has to be trained to understand warfare from Islamic perspective is not limited to physical attack, physical violence, physical threat. It includes yeah. verbal criticisms of Islam. Good, brother. Right. I think you want to say something. I want to just make a comment that is extremely laughable, of course. Every time I hear Muslim quoting chapter 5, verse 32, which is taken from the 
Jewish traditions that uh, whoever kills one uh, soul kills uh, all of humanity, followed by this verse that you just alluded to in chapter 5, verse 33, which gives you options, actually, multiple choice, how you can uh, uh, basically persecute or even kill your, your critics. Yeah, and it's ironic. They'll quote 532, but they won't quote 533. And if they do quote 533, it's not about attacking Muslims and threatening their safety physically. See, this, again, is partly due to the ignorance of non-Muslims on what Islamic theology teaches. And this is why, thanks the Lord Jesus for your ministry, and I'm not just saying it, that's why I'm with you, because I support your ministry and you, you are used of God. This is why your ministry, David Wood's ministry, Christian Prince's ministry, Robert Spencer's ministry, and I hope my ministry, vitally important, because we give you the true face of Islam. And I want to repeat this again. And we're going to have to do more shows on this. War, according to Islam, is not limited to physical attacks against Muslims. If you criticize Islam verbally or through written means, like we do, we do videos exposing Islam. We write articles exposing Islam. We are now declaring war against Muslims as far as Islam is concerned. So that means Muslims can now lie to us, deceive us, and or kill us, or lie to social media platforms like Facebook in order to silence us. And where are they getting this from? They're getting it from Muhammad because Muhammad and his followers would kill if they could. And I want to emphasize this. They would Amen. kill if they could, if they could. People who lampoon, mock Muhammad, would sing songs mocking Muhammad, write poetry, mocking Muhammad, or recite poetry, mocking Muhammad. Not threatening to kill him. And I'll give you an example. This comes from Sunan Abu Dawood, Book 38, Number 4348. Now, this is all found online. Thanks, Lord Jesus, for modern technology. Let's use it while we can for his glory. You can go to sunnah.com, S-U-N-N-A-H.com. It has the most comprehensive database of the major collections of narration translated in English. So you'll find this there. Watch this, brother. It's a lengthy one, but we need to read it so the audience can understand the nature of Islam. Narrated <clears throat> Abdullah ibn Abbas. A blind man had a slave mother who used to abuse the Prophet and disparage him. So this blind man had a slave woman whom he had a son with, and she used to mock Muhammad and disparage a woman. She couldn't kill him. He forbade her, but she did not stop. He rebuked her, but she did not give up her habit. Now watch this. One night she began to slander the Prophet and abuse him. So he took a dagger, placed it on her belly, Pressed it and killed her. A man murdered the slave girl that he's having intercourse with, who then gave birth to his child for mocking Muhammad. Killed her. A child who came between her legs was smeared with the blood that was there. It was so grotesque that when a child came to her, her blood was all over him. When the morning came, the prophet was informed about it. Right? So he, he assembled the people and said, I adjure by Allah, the man who has done this action, and I adjure him by my right to him that he should stand up. So the man stood up. He sat before the Prophet and said, Apostle of Allah, I am a master. She used to abuse you and disparage you. I forbade her, but she did not stop. And I rebuked her, but she did not abandon her habit. I have two sons like pearls from her. So she mothered two of his sons, my, my friend. Notice, she was my companion. In other words, I was in love with her. Last night, she began to abuse and disparage you, so I took a dagger, put it on her belly, and pressed it till I killed her. Now, notice Muhammad's reaction, brother. Thereupon, the Prophet said, Oh, be witness, no retaliation is payable for her blood. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I want people who are listening to this to tell me where exactly is Islam here respecting women? Exactly. She simply mocked him. This because she saw he was a charlatan, a fraud, a fake, and a moral agent of Satan. And this man killed her. And Mama said, hey, you're, you're off the hook. No punishment. Another one. Sunan Abu Dawood, number 4349. Married Ali ibn Abu Talib. A Jewish used to abuse the Prophet. A Jewish woman used to abuse the Prophet in spirit. Notice, she didn't take a gun, she didn't take a knife, she didn't take a sword, there were no guns then, but you understand what I mean. She simply mocked him. A man strangled her till she died. The Apostle of Allah declared that no recompense was payable for her blood. You're free to go. You did right in killing her for simply mocking me. Can you believe that? Amen. And let me add Amen. another uh, woman, uh, which I'm sure you were probably going to mention about it, Asma bint Marwan, yes, who was exactly. a poetess, <laughs> you know. Yes. And, and Asma basically was doing the same thing, just conducting poems. And according to, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Saraya of Umair ibn Adi, which means that the gang of Umair, basically it says like she was instigating people against the Prophet and then, of course, someone went and killed her while her children are sleeping next to her. And here's what the prophet's reaction was. No two goats will butt together about her. Yeah, and you, it's important that people understand why she was instigating people against mom. Because she had murdered some, he had murdered, I'm sorry. He had murdered, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Abu Afa. When she heard that Muhammad had Abu Afa murdered, for lampooning Muhammad in poetry, she got angry and she was encouraging the people to seek vengeance for his blood. So put it in context. I don't want people to think she was inciting people to kill Muhammad. No, Muhammad had a man murdered, Abu Asa, murdered simply for criticizing Muhammad for murdering someone else. Yep, and that's what it he, says he, about, about Abu Afaq. Yeah, it says he, about he, he, Abu Afaq that he was a Jew, actually. You know, that's even worse. And used to instigate the people, basically. But how? How is he instigating people? Somebody expressing his opinion, like we're doing, right? We're expressing exactly. our opinion using social media and with facts. These poets and poetess, they had facts to support and back what they were saying. And so you, you see the pattern here, brother. Abu Afa criticized Muhammad in poetry for murdering someone. And the sources, this is all from Sirat Rasulullah by Ibn Asad. He had murdered Al-Harith bin Suwayd bin Samad. So when Abu Asad heard that, he got angry and lampooned him in poetry. So then Muhammad sent Salim bin Umair to kill him. When Abu Asad got killed, then Asma bin Marwan got upset. She wrote poetry lampooning Muhammad and telling the men, where are you to avenge the blood of these people? And then he sent a man to murder her. Now, people don't know this. How did he murder her? The man went at night. The man went at night, Umair bin Adi al-Khatni. He went at night while she had her baby suckling, and she was half asleep. He moved the baby and then dug the sword into her until she died. He brutally murdered her while her baby was at her breast. Can you believe that? This Absolutely, man. And I what mean, was the time? Yeah. Go ahead, brother. You're saying? I, was, I, I just want people to get the picture. It's equivalent to... Me or Sam saying something about September 11, mentioning why these jihadis did what they did, 
And all of a sudden, this looks to these Muslim, you know, radicals, uh, they call them, I call them normal Muslims who follow the truth of Islam. Exactly. They consider this a criticism against Islam and they want to take action. Now watch, now just so they can see how graphic this, so they think, let me read this relevant portion. Umair bin Adi came to her in the night and entered her house. Her children were sleeping around her. There was one whom she was suckling. She was suckling at her breast. He searched her with his hand because he was blind, separated the child from her. He thrust his sword in her chest till it pierced up to her back. Okay? And this comes from Ibn Sa'ad, Kitab al-Tabakhat al-Kabir. Okay? okay? Very there good. you go. That's the plan. And you know, brother, we're uh, we're wrapping up right now. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, but we need to continue this in the next uh, at least one or two episodes. So thank you so much for joining me, brother. Live streams, live stream, brother. Live streams this too. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We definitely will be doing this. Thank you so much, everyone. And until we meet again, have a blessed Saturday. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.